On episode three of the San Diego podcast, Cece from Little Hurricane joins us on FaceTime from the band's studio where she's balancing music and motherhood. You've probably heard their music everywhere, including several Taco Bell commercials of all places. Want to know what Cece orders when she makes a run for the border? Or why exactly their county fair show last year was so unforgettable? You're in luck. We also talk about the three S's, Soundgarden, Sublime, and Seal, and so much more. It's all next. Hello and welcome to the San Diego podcast. I am your host, Dustin Lutzbike, and with me today is one half of Little Hurricane, one hell of a drummer, and she only goes by two consonants, CC. Thank you for being on the show. Ah, thank you for having me. It's great to hear from you. For our listeners, um, a little background, you guys, Little Hurricane is, is one of the greatest musical exports of San Diego. Uh, latest album is titled Love Luck. And it came out last year. I loved it. Everyone I know loved it. I think it ranks up there for me personally as one of the best you guys have done to date. And oh, thank um, you. Yeah. You uh, invited my band, uh, Boy King, at the time to play uh, the Belly Up for one of your CD releases. And that was such a huge deal for us. That was really big. <laughs> I loved you guys. Really fun show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And, and that was the first time I met you. And uh i just thought you were the greatest coolest person and i was just in awe of the performance always great seeing you guys live um of course uh you and tone you guys had a very big year last year 2019 um you released love luck you went on tour in germany and the west coast and toward the end of the year you welcome the newest addition to your family a beautiful baby girl named Monterey. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, my my first question for you is, uh, I believe um, before you went on tour to Germany uh, last year, uh, you and Tone played uh, San Diego County Fair. I remember you posting about it. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to know, like, what was the... I You said it was a great show, like, you know, um, like all things considered, it was a great show, but I was kind of wondering like what had kind of happened with that show. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I mean, maybe when I said it was a great show, I think I'm being pretty generous. It was like <laughs> the worst show. It was the worst show ever. Oh no. <laughs> I don't want to like out the fair, but well, I, you know what had happened is they had fired the audio engineer. I don't know if it was the day of or the day. Basically there was no audio engineer. Mm. And, um, there was a girl there, and I was excited, like, oh, yeah, like a female audio engineer. This is going to rock, yeah. you know? Um, but she was not an audio engineer. Oh, or no. She was not. She should not have been in the position of operating uh, a board. So, you know, we had a lot of people waiting there to see us play, but, like, the guitar input wasn't working. <laughs> we had no vocals. Oh, no. And then it was get- cutting more and more to the set. So Tone, who is an audio engineer... Um, you know, ran to the board and was trying to mix like our set (laughs) (laughs) while we're on stage. Um, And people started getting frustrated and they're like, just, just play. And you know, just play. Like we're not going to just play if you can't hear our two instruments. Um, (laughs) What ended up, I think why I said it was a great show is they gave me like a bunch of food vouchers to go get fair food. I was pregnant. So that was fantastic. (laughs) Like I, you know, Silver I lining. got fried pickles and yeah. whatever else I could find. Um, 
it was pretty tough. <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, I, I would think uh, playing a show, especially of something of that size, like, you know, not having uh, an audio engineer is kind of a big deal, you know? Yeah, you know, so we usually bring our own, and that was just kind of a one-off, so we didn't have our engineer, and had we, because then I was, like, yeah, writing online, like, anybody here, like, come help us. I remember that, yeah, I was cracking <laughs> up, I was like, what is happening over there? Well, but then pe there were people that came to help us, but they wouldn't, because of whoever runs their audio department there, they, they are not allowed to let anyone touch their board that oh. isn't hired by them. So there was people like wanting to help and watching the train wreck unfold, but they <laughs> they couldn't actually like push the buttons that needed to be pushed to, oh, no. to make our sound sound right. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess there's a, I, I, that's kind of an added bonus of, uh, of Tone being an audio engineer. And, uh, you know, things go wrong. He can kind of always step in and sort things out, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, sure it was kind of funny to watch. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds, I mean, I know, like, it sounded like you made the best of it. And, you know, there's always, you know, shows like that. Yeah, you know, I think uh, us as musicians, like, we're probably like our own, you know, worst critic when it comes to live performances and, um, you know, uh, recording and everything. Um, and I think a lot of people focus on, you know, like, what was the worst gig you ever played and all that kind of stuff. But like, I always kind of wonder, like, what is the best gig? you've ever played is that is that something that you can kind of think of off the top of your head yeah i mean we've had a lot of really fun gigs we've played some really big shows but some of the best for me are the ones where i'm expecting them to be the worst mm, yeah. <laughs> um and then they end up being really fun you know sometimes you play in a new like there was one we played at the the sherbino theater in ridgeway colorado which is a tiny town uh, outside of telluride and um, it's actually where they make the Grammy Awards, which is kind of cool. But, oh, interesting. Um, you know, sometimes you play a small town like that and your agent just books it because you're passing through and you figure no one's going to show up, but the whole town comes because <laughs> there's nothing else going right. on that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but those kind of small gigs to me are kind of the funnest when you can like connect with the audience and really talk to people after the show and you're not really expecting anyone to be there and then people come and they're cheering and, and being so kind and nice like it makes it just worthwhile as opposed to you know everyone's had the occasional gig where not a lot of people show up right yeah no, <laughs> it <sure>. just sucks <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine you guys don't have too many shows like that now <laughs> no where there's like nobody there <laughs> yeah we try to stick to bigger cities but we've definitely had our fair share where it's like uh we had one at Queen Bee, I remember, in North Park that we we decided not to um, tell anyone. I don't know why we decided not to tell anyone. Was that like a secret <laughs> show or something? I, no. I, I think, I don't know why. We're like, we're just not going to advertise it. And oh, so, no. <laughs> And it was like, I think our third or fourth show. And I think because it was like all ages and a weird night. And what it, we didn't, I don't, I don't remember why we're like, we're not going to tell anyone. But then nobody came. <laughs> and so... It was just the mm. band that was after us playing, um, and that was there, and it was they were with their parents because it was oh. like, like high school band. It was all ages, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they, I know that at some point, Meg White, like they started kind of chanting Meg White, and oh, you know, <laughs> no. oh god, but it's memorable, nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, now we tell people about our shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a. I guess that's a little bonus advice for struggling musicians out there. Tell people you have shows. That's, that's or no one will come. Yeah, or no one will show up. You know, take it from Little Hurricane. They know. Um, I I think uh, 
it's funny because like I was thinking about all the San Diego Music Awards you guys have won over the years, um, and strangely enough, never won for best live act, uh, which I think is always. I mean, you guys are always put on a great show. What are you? Uh, what, what I was wondering, what are you doing with all those trophies? Like, I mean, is there like a? You guys have like a cupboard somewhere where you just stick them when you win them, or? <laughs> I think right now they're uh, on a shelf in the garage. I think that Halloran from, well, formerly of ninety one X, Halloran has one, I believe. Um, Why does Halloran have one of your San Diego music? We awards? weren't there one year, and he collected it, and then I don't think he ever gave it. He to never us. gave it. What? <laughs> Come. Come on! He, oh gosh. Okay, we gotta we gotta sort that out because that's not right. Uh, awards are not the only thing you guys have been landing. I mean, there's been like uh, video games, TV shows, uh, all sorts of stuff. And I especially want to talk about the five Taco Bell commercials that you guys have done. <laughs> yes, that is amazing to me. That just blows my mind. Yeah, Taco Bell's pretty great. I mean, they, those five <laughs> commercials have been <laughs> fantastic. Sometimes if we're feeling a little strapped on cash, we just go eat at Taco Bell and hope that another commercial will roll through. Um, uh, That's fantastic. It's always a good thing when we get the email saying Taco Bell wants to use a song in their commercial. So uh, it's yeah. helped us. We, we bought our van with one of the uh, commercial payments. Oh, which my goodness. We wouldn't have been able to do. That so. is remarkable. I, you know, I uh, anyone who knows me will attest that... Uh, I can put away some Taco Bell. You know, I'm, I'm not especially proud to admit that, but it's true. And uh, my wife is trying to slowly get me off of Taco Bell. But um, I'm wondering, when you go to Taco Bell, what is your order? What, what's the go-to? Oh, man. My order has been the same since I was like 14 years old. Okay. Um, I'm so lame at Taco Bell. So I get one <laughs> crunchy taco with sour cream, okay. one soft taco with sour cream, a regular nachos and a medium root beer. Okay, all right. Well, okay. So you ke- so you keep it pretty simple then. It's, there's not a lot of uh, embellishments going on. Uh, not a lot of the newer stuff they have on the menu. See, like I'm a connoisseur, if you will, of Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. I I like to try all the new things that come out of Taco Bell, which is strange because everything at Taco Bell is made up of like five ingredients. So it's the same things. It's just packaged slightly differently. Uh, it is. But I'm a fan of most of it because, you know, if you like one thing with those ingredients, you're probably going to like everything else. But um, I, I think that's great. I, I uh, Keep it simple. I mean, it's hard to mess up. It's hard to mess up simple, right? Like, I mean, they can't really get your order yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, it's kind of lame because they do have, like, you know, exciting new things. I did try the fries when they came out because that was one of our commercials. Oh, um, yeah. And when that one came through, it was like for a new product. And I'm like, please don't let it be the chicken chips because they had chicken chips I saw on TV. And luckily we got the fries um, (laughs) because chicken chips just seem really weird. Chicken chips. Yeah, I remember when when they they were like little tortilla looking things, but were like breaded chicken pieces or what <laughs> what is uh what is tone order when he goes to talk about is he gonna oh, he, is he cool with you uh airing that out on the podcast <laughs> i'm sure i mean he usually goes for something more exciting that's you know you know a new product or he'll do like a mexican pizza or Ooh, um mexican pizza. what else oh he just got the taquitos i think they have taquitos right yeah, now so yeah I, sometimes I they bring the, Taco they, Bell. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of of grub um, I I was doing a, a little research on you guys, and I noticed that you were a 
culinary student before the band. Is that right? Yes, I cooked for many years professionally. Wow, that is very <laughs> cool. What do you think you would be a chef now? If like if if Little Hurricane hadn't taken off, do you think you would be a chef now, like uh, professionally? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Why no, not? I really don't. I, I I cooked for I think all told eight years professionally. Wow. Um, and I, yeah, I got graduated culinary school. I. I really didn't like the industry myself, um, working in restaurants. Although I will say back when I was cooking, this will kind of date myself, but like, um, food trucks were not really a a thing people were doing. Yeah. 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 And maybe had they had food trucks back then, that's more my speed. Um, versus I absolutely hated working in restaurants because I hated you clock in the same time every day. It smells the same. There's the same songs playing. Mm. It's just, it's so repetitive. Um, and I'd always somehow end up fighting with whatever, the sh- whoever the chef was. Um, <laughs> I-, I walked out of many, many jobs, uh, oh, no. <laughs> sometimes with my middle single finger in the air. There's restaurants <laughs> in San Diego that I have to like hide when I go in. Cause I'm like, I don't want them to recognize me when I told them to go screw themselves. Oh no! Um, <laughs> what, what is, can you mention any of the restaurants? <laughs> that one in particular is now whisk and ladle. Whisk and ladle. Um, okay. That, in La Jolla. Right. It was called Fresh then. I worked at Harney Sushi. Oh, um, wow. Yes, I have been there. That is ooh, the sushi mm. chef there. I worked at the Ivy Hotel that was um hotel downtown. I don't know if it's still called the Ivy. Hmm. Um, yeah, I worked in a lot of restaurants in San Diego and Chicago, but, I, you know, it just wasn't for like $10 an hour. Yeah. I, just, I couldn't continue doing it although a lot of my friends that i cooked with back then now are running their own restaurants and um you know they've worked their way up through the ranks and i'm really proud and it's super cool to see them like they did it they stuck with it i just i couldn't do it do you think do you think that you know um maybe in the future if like uh i don't know somehow you had like a bunch of free time like you would do like a food truck like of your own like you you'd be able to control everything and do whatever you wanted to do I think so. You know, I found that now that especially these last four weeks since the new baby's been born, I've been doing a lot of bread baking and a lot of cooking, you know, um, and I really do enjoy it. Now I can come back to it and do it in my free time and really enjoy it. But I think I would only open a restaurant or a food truck or anything if I honestly had like a million dollars to put towards it. Like right. you need a lot of money. Yeah, uh, if, yeah. If you're doing it on a small budget, you're just working your butt off and you're not really, everything's a liability. Everything's so expensive. And if you have a lot of money, I think it can be a lot easier to run a restaurant. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you know, let's say that you... Um, were gracious enough to invite me and my wife over for dinner, which, you know, I'm assuming will come at some point. You know, I'm waiting for the invitation. Yes, um, yes. What is your, like, go-to dinner dish that you would cook up? Like, mine would be, like, a peanut butter and jelly, maybe a quesadilla <laughs> if I'm feeling kind of, you know, frisky. But, you know, like, what what would be your go-to dinner? Well, right now it's kind of cold here, so we have company coming over tonight. I'm making a chicken tortilla soup, which is really easy. Oh, um, Okay. Um, but like, I, like I said, I love baking the bread. There's a recipe uh, for a bouillonnaise. Um, so I guess if I was trying to impress you, I do the, a homemade pasta, um, which is also pretty easy. And then there's this bouillonnaise recipe that I found online called Epic Bouillonnaise. Hmm. Um, I think if you Google Epic Bouillonnaise, you can find it. But it's got short ribs, it's got veal, it's got pork. If you're veg- vegetarian, you're screwed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But it's like a really rich Italian meat sauce. Um, 
that's really good and takes like all day to make. Well, I am uh, I am definitely big on Italian. I love pasta. I love everything that you just said. So <laughs> I'm I'm down to come over. Just you know, just let me know. Okay, uh, let's do it. <laughs> when when uh, you know, kind of. Uh, part of the legend of Little Hurricane, if you will, is that when uh, you put out a Craigslist ad, uh, you know, for to find like a, a someone to play music with, and Tone answered the ad uh, along with, I'm sure, lots of other people. Um, and one of the things that caught your eye was that he he mentioned that he played in a jazz band in high school. Um, yes. And I'm wondering, like, did. Did your cooking have anything to do with it? Like when, when you guys started playing music together, was there any kind of like, oh, this is cool and everything, but like, man, your cooking is out of sight. You know, maybe, <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stick it out and just kind of see what happens. And then like, bam, it was like, okay, like she cooks, like she's a, a great musician. Like we're having a lot of fun together. Was there just kind of like a chemistry right off the bat or did it kind of take a while to kind of come together? Um. You know, when he did come over for our first practice, I was making French onion soup. So he does oh, say wow. that um, <laughs> he was impressed by my soup. Um, <laughs> but, you know, when we first met, I had a boyfriend. I was dating another guy in a different band. and um, oh, okay. But I remember when I first met him, like I wanted someone that was charismatic and like could have stage appeal. And he came into the bar where I was working after he responded to the Craigslist ad. And I was like, okay, like he's cute. Like, you know, <laughs> girls could like him, you know. <laughs> um, but then we started writing songs and some of the songs were kind of romantic and i was like maybe the song's about me but oh, like could, no. could mask that you know um but i think by the time i'd broken up with the, the boyfriend and we were traveling on the road it just you know kind of happened although i i really didn't want it to happen i thought we need to be serious about this band we can't be like you know making out really um, so so you thought that would be kind of like a, a, a i don't know almost a liability in a way that if you two were together yeah i thought it might ruin the musical chemistry or it might make things more difficult but it would be really hard to be in a band with just one other person and touring and not be in a relationship because I think when you're in a relationship you can overlook some of the quirks that somebody has or maybe they're being kind of annoying but you, you love them from your core and maybe you can have that still but it would be more difficult to just spend that much time together if you didn't really love that person yeah yeah I hear you that is wonderful. That's that's very interesting to hear. I've, I've always kind of wondered about the uh, the beginnings of the band and stuff, and um, if there was that kind of chemistry in the very beginning. And it sounds like there kind of was, but maybe you didn't really kind of want to go there, you know, or something. I tried to bury it for a while, but it was inevitable. <laughs> unsuccessful. It was unsuccessful. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of like kind of going back in time. I'd like to do a segment we call first four where we ask all of our questions, the same four questions, uh, all our guests, the same four questions. And, um, we just, in we just kind of go back in the past a little bit. Um, are you down? What? <laughs> uh, am I down? <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm totally down. First four. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I kind of butchered that. That was uh, that was kind of embarrassing. But. I thought it was the first question. <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> okay, maybe I should make that the first question. Are right, you done? Okay. Um, all right. So we're gonna do a segment. It's called First Four. Here we go. What was your first concert? My first concert was Soundgarden at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. Oh wow! 
Yeah. What uh what year was that? I want to say 97. Ooh, that's like uh to me that's Maybe like peak nine. Soundgarden. That's like Yeah, it could have been 96. I was in 8th grade. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, I think 96. <laughs> that must have just been like a legendary show. Like how do you I mean it's kind of almost you have like nowhere else to go but down after something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was pretty epic. I I feel like Chris Cornell smiled at me at one point. Um, oh, because we were kind of side stage, and I used to have this like massive poster of him on my room that took up the entire wall. So I was a I was Who a really it? big yeah. fan. So it was, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, first band or artist that you loved. That would probably be Sublime. Sublime. Oh, pretty fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I still love Sublime. Wow. that <laughs> I would have not assumed that you like Sublime. Um, although uh, I would I would imagine there are plenty of people in San Diego that would probably agree with you that Sublime is probably one of the first bands that they ever loved. Um, what drew you to Sublime when you first heard them? Oh, I just loved – I loved how – like their their the records would have sometimes like audio clips within them. I love the songs. I love the songwriting. I mean, he covered a lot of songs that I didn't realize were covers till mm. years later. Um, but I think I had Robin the Hood first, and then got Forty Ounces of Freedom. Um, they just had really good songs, and it's still like just really catchy, fun music. I've never sl- seen them in their um, the incarnation with Rome, you know, with right. the new singer, which just doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just, it's but, strange. It's a little different. It's a little different. Um, next question: first album you ever bought? Okay, let's see. It was probably that Sublime record, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The first record I ever remember listening to all the way through, I can't really remember the first one I bought, but my older brother had Ugly Kid Joe, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> which was kind of a funny, I remember like the video, I don't know if you remember any Ugly Kid Joe, it was on a tape, but they had the song like, I Hate Everything About yes, You. Yes, yes, I remember um, that. Yeah, and then the Cats in the Cradle cover. I mean, <laughs> it was a small blip in time that Ugly Kid Joe was, like, popular and cool. But <laughs> right. It was, they weren't it, that bad. Yeah, it was uh, It was very kind of like um, you kind of had to be there kind of moment. Like, the, you know, they were big for, like, a minute, you know, and for, for yeah. a little bit. And then uh, I think now their sound is kind of um, – I don't know. I'd love. I'd love to know if uh, Ugly Kid Joe is still touring and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. No, it's not. I hope not. <laughs> uh, okay, last question. Um, first dance. First school dance. So I remember uh, seventh grade. I went to a public school and we had a school dance, and I remember the song "Kissed by a Rose." Oh, by Seal. Seal. Yeah. <laughs> epic. Yeah. That's an epic jam. That is, uh, I love that song. That's a, that's a classic. That's a great song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, well, it was like exciting to have the school dance and I still have photographs from it. So. Wow. That There's that. Do you, rem- do you remember <laughs> who you danced with during that song? I don't, but I remember who my friends dance with. <laughs> Maybe because I have pictures of that. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That is great. Okay, well, you know, we wrapped up first four. Thank you for that. That was uh, a nice little trip down memory lane. We got to to 
you know, hear a little bit more about, uh, you know, growing up and what it was like to be CC growing up. Um, and since we love asking you questions, I think it's time for a trivia game. I am pumped for a game of A or B side. Uh, it's where I'm going to ask you a few questions and give you two choices for the correct answer. Uh, the theme of today's game is covers. Since Little Hurricane has a long history of recording covers of their favorite songs. Does that okay. sound okay? Is that all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, the first question, and the, uh, we try not to make these too hard, so, um, but we try to have a little fun with it. So, um, the first question, your latest cover is a beautiful rendition of A Long December by Counting Crows. Uh, in that song's official music video, a famous actress gets a fair amount of screen time opposite Adam Duritz. Is it A, Jennifer Aniston, or B, Courtney Cox? All right. I feel like the answer is B, Courtney Cox. You got me? You <laughs> are correct. You're correct. No, that's, uh, okay. that is the uh, Courtney Cox. Uh, of course, uh, starred back in the day as the onset dancer in Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark. It was her first acting gig ever. Um, and to further prove to our listeners that all of life is connected, you guys covered I'm on Fire by the boss as well. Interesting. We sure did. Yes. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. So number two. Um on your 2013 covers album, Stay Classy, you and Tone released a cover of Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers, uh, the great, great Bill Withers. Uh, how many times did he sing the phrase, I know, in the original 1971 version of the song? He does that. Um, for, for people that may not be familiar, he, he does a little part that sounds a little bit like, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he does that thing for a little while. Is it A, 26 <laughs> times, or B, 42 times I'll say a 26 you are correct the answer is 26 he sang it 26 times uh, he was supposed to record another verse during that section uh, one of the sections where, where he kind of uh, repeats it over and over again but his friends told him to leave it said it sounded good um, another fun fact about that song when he released an updated version of it in 1989 he sang it a total of 113 times which i think is pretty amazing <laughs> and for our last question uh, the pink floyd song money which is also on stay classy is in one of the most difficult time signatures ever seven eight time um for all you drummers out there uh i am imagining it's one of those uh time signatures that you don't venture into very often but when you do it sounds pretty killer and you can pull it off um if you're not a musician let's just say it's a very unusual time to play in um you guys covered it and it sounds fantastic and it's one of my favorite covers that you guys have done uh toward the end of the original song Pink Floyd had a bunch of like random voices on the record and they were saying like weird little random things and the band had invited a bunch of people into the studio to record their answers to various questions and one of those people was extremely famous uh, but he didn't end up making it on the song he was cut out was it a Paul McCartney or B 
Mick Jagger. I'll go with a Paul McCartney. It was indeed Paul McCartney. Uh, however, instead of Sir Paul making it onto the song, they chose a snippet from his guitarist saying, I don't know, I was really drunk at the time. That's what he said in the song. So. <laughs> you got all three of those correct. You are the winner Woo-hoo! of the ARB side. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Take that sleep deprivation. <laughs> you know what? Let's do our listeners a favor and talk about some great upcoming shows. Next up, the San Diego set list. This week's set list is your de facto upcoming concert guide. So listen up. San Diego icons and post hardcore legends, hot snakes will lay down an extra helping of face meltage at the belly up on Thursday. You know what? The 80s are so hot right now. Relive your Aquanet glory days at House of Blues on Friday with the motels and bow wow wow. And here's a fun fact. My first concert ever was Third Eye Blind in Reno in 1998. And you know what? They're still going strong. Catch Stephen Jenkins and company at the Observatory North Park next Monday. Cece, I don't want to keep you too long. And, and you know, I've had a really great time talking to you. Uh, I hope you've had a great time as well. Thank you so much for coming on the San Diego podcast. Um... I'm also hoping you'll come back soon. We can kind of catch up again. Um, listeners, you can find Little Hurricane's latest album, Love Luck, anywhere music is streamed or sold. And be sure to visit them at littlehurricanemusic.com for any news and tour dates, etc. cetera. Uh, before I let you go, um, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, what what's in the works for Little Hurricane uh, this year? Is it is there any more music planned or tour dates or... What's next? Yeah, we have um, a few tour dates we're setting up, um, and we are about to go back into the studio. So there will be new music, and there will be tour dates, and we're going to just keep on keeping on. No more babies. We're done with that. <laughs> so so <laughs> when you go on a tour, they're, they're not going to see Baby Bump CC anymore. The, the, it's not just one baby. It's not just one baby. <laughs> yeah. If they do, it, it wasn't planned, but um, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure uh, you know everyone that loves Little Hurricane is, is going to be stoked for that. Uh, we'll be looking for it, and uh, thank you again for coming on. We really, really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that is a wrap. Over the next few weeks, I'll have some very special guests in the studio with me, like Sonny from POD, NBC7's Catherine Garcia, Eric Howarth from Vinyl Junkies Record Shack, and About San Diego's Ken Kramer. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For notes on this week's episode, head to sandiego.com. And of course, our podcast wouldn't be complete without our local spotlight song of the week, You'll Abide by Warish, a band that features none other than Tony Hawk's son, Riley. Walk, run, or skate over to Soda Bar tomorrow and catch them as they get home from tour. As always, join us at 1.30 a.m. after Saturday Night Live for San Diego TV. Until next Monday, thanks for listening and enjoy the music.